skeptical about custom beauty, honestly, y'all, I totally get it. My feed is flooded with customize this and personalize that, all promising, you know, to fix all of our beauty, hair, and skin problems. Truthfully, I was so skeptical when I saw this brand, but I'm a total believer now. When pros says custom, they actually mean it. Their products are no gimmicks, and your formula couldn't exist without you. Each and every bottle of Pro's custom hair care and skin care is made to order and personalized with unique blends of naturally powerful and proven effective ingredients to meet your needs. Their in-depth consultation analyzes over 80 factors for a complete view of your life and beauty goals. And they get personal. Pro's covers everything from your concerns to diet, exercise, and stress levels to uncover what's impacting your hair and skin health. Did you know, for example, that Minneapolis has like weirdly hard water, which apparently was affecting my hair. So like some of the ingredients that they put into my hair care was to like deal with the fact that we have hard water. Wow. I love that. They also asked me things like, you know, because I have had a baby recently, like, am I still breastfeeding? What are my hair goals? And I also really appreciated they asked like, how much effort do you want to put into your hair? Yeah, <laughs> because like I'm at the point, you know, I used to let, yeah, I used to do those, you know, put effort into my appearance, but now it's like, I just want to be able to walk out of the door without feeling self-conscious. Um, I, this is truly such a genuine endorsement. So I've really enjoyed using these products. But don't just take our word for it. In a third-party, double-blind, dermatologist-supervised control clinical trial, this is like the gold standard of all of these trials, Pros proved that personalization works better than off-the-shelf alternatives. Try it for yourself and get your healthiest hair in 30 days or your money back. Pros is so confident that you'll love your results that they're offering our listeners an exclusive trial offer so you can see the difference custom care can make. 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash justbreakup. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash justbreakup for your free consultation and 50% off your one-of-a-kind formulas, pros.com slash justbreakup. Welcome to Just Break Up, the podcast about love, heartbreak, and all the relationship advice you don't want to hear. My name is Sierra DeMolder. And I'm Sam Blackwell. And today we're going to answer a letter from somebody who is trying to be apathetic towards her ex. But before we begin, we just want to give you our Surgeon General's warning, which is that Sierra and I are not licensed mental health practitioners. No, we are not professionals. We are not trained in this. So please take our advice as you see fit. We are only here to offer our humble musings to hopefully shed some understanding and maybe some laughs about the incredibly rewarding but mostly confusing experience that is love. All right. I'm going to just dive right into today's letter. It is from the little heart that knew better. (laughs) Y'all are so cute. And uh, their pronouns are she, her, and she's writing to us from a mostly healed place. Dear Sam and Sierra, by the time you read or answer this, it will have been too late. I hope. First of all, most ominous intro to the cutest letter. (laughs) Seriously, it it sounds like we're being like threatened. We're being held hostage or something like there's a bomb in this letter (laughs) that's about to Mm -hmm. go off. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. By the time you read this, the letter will have exploded. (laughs) (laughs) By the time you read this, my ex will have been gone from his visit to my city and I will have successfully not contacted him. We broke up from a tumultuous and 
arguably unhealthy relationship almost seven years ago, and I am now happily in a new relationship of three years. We have not spoken or come into contact for the past four years. I have moved on and we are not friends. But he appears in my dreams, lives in the margins of my mind, and emotionally haunts me with the college-age euphoria I felt for him, the first boy I ever truly loved. They say the opposite of love isn't hate, it's apathy. I am trying so hard to be apathetic about him because, quite literally, his existence is insignificant and non-impactful to me. And yet... When his Instagram story showed he was in the city, my city, for what it's worth, I don't follow him, but somehow can see his stories, question mark. How does this work, Instagram? I became on high alert. One part, wanting to reach out. What, like win the breakup? Show him how happy and thriving I am? Another part, paranoid about running into each other and anxiously and unnecessarily planning cute outfits to be, quote, caught in. (laughs) That's so cute. And so ashamedly (laughs) relatable. And a good large chunk, angry and angsty to run into him on the street and give him a piece of the hurt he caused. Mm. But I don't want that. I don't want that visceral knee-jerk cocktail of emotions whenever he is mentioned. I want him, his life, his name to be inconsequential to me. A stranger. Is that even possible? Our history is complicated. I learned a lot of hard lessons from being in and out of that relationship with him about myself and recognize that he will always be a part of my past, an artifact of a different, less mature me. How do I keep him there in the past? How do I excise the specter of him from my mind? Or do the people we used to love carve a permanent space in our hearts? I hate that a single Instagram story has led me to spending this much time on him already. Any advice is welcome from the best two random strangers on the internet. Aw, love the little heart that knew better. That's so cute and charming. I really love this letter um, in a lot of ways primarily because it is very relatable <laughs> in so many different ways. And cause I think, um, I think that this experience that you're having where, you know, an ex, somebody who was once really important to us, somebody that we spent many, many years with, uh, sort of coming back into our lives and in, in unpredictable ways and, and the ways in which our bodies, our hearts, our minds respond to the existence of this person in the world and in proximity to us. Um, and sort of gets at this idea that we're supposed to like be done with our exes and never think about them and never want to be with them, never wonder what they're doing, like all of that good stuff. And that if we're somehow holding our exes in our hearts, we're like not healed or something. Um, and I really want to talk about that and get into that and, and figure out how we can hold space for our past while also not dwelling on it or living in it. So We're going to get into some of those musings, some of that tender love for you in just a moment. All right, y'all know that Sam and I record every single episode of Just Break Up virtually. So I literally see this beautiful person on Zoom like multiple times a week. And every time Sam pops up into Zoom, I comment on their outfit. And I swear, like 99% of the time, I'm like, oh my God, that outfit is so cute. Where did you get it? Sam says Quince. Quince. 
You too can upgrade your wardrobe with luxury essentials at unbeatable prices. Quince is here to transform the way you shop with a range of high quality items priced within reach. That's right. They have 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middle person and passes that saving on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Y'all have heard me talk about my leather bag that I use as both a laptop bag and a diaper bag. And I love it because (laughs) (laughs) honestly, it looks really cute in every single circumstance that I use it. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash just break up for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash just break up to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash just break up. All right, head and heart workers, you know, I'm all about tackling our money shame and becoming fiscally empowered, regardless of how much money we make or how much debt we have. I think it's such a crucial step in our own self-acceptance and empowerment. That's why I love that today's episode is sponsored by Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. With Rocket Money, you can see all of your subscriptions in one place. And if you see something you don't want, you can just cancel it with a tap. You never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled unwanted subscriptions. And listen, we always talk to you about like conflict styles and open and honest communications, but honestly, save your energy and get Rocket Money to cancel those subscriptions for you. (laughs) Stop wasting money. You don't need to practice that. Yeah. We don't need to do head and heart work with like customer service representatives. You know what I mean? Like just like... Use the middle person. (laughs) Just get Rocket Money in there to help you do what you need to do. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. That's rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. Rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. All right, my darling. I also love this letter. I love how tangibly and poetically you wrote it because it's so relatable. I can feel those fever dreams. I can feel that like nostalgic 20s obsession love, you know? (laughs) Yeah, for sure. And before I get into like the emotions of it all, I just want to say fuck social media. (laughs) (laughs) Social media literally wrecks people's lives and if do, and if it doesn't wreck people's lives it it 
derails them. It, how many times have you listening at home or wherever you're listening had your day derailed because of something you saw online or because of a rabbit hole you went on or because of information you you literally non-consensually consumed because of our scrolling culture. Do you yeah, know what I mean? For real. Um, if you had run into him on the street like you feared you would without this ominous Instagram story, right? Like if it, this was just a by chance passing on the street, right? You didn't know he was in your city and you you bump into him. It would have been awkward and it would have been surprising and it would have been maybe it would be a little weird. But life is awkward and weird and surprising. Those moments happen all the time and they happen naturally just because, hmm. you know, the universe has like a fucked up sense of humor. But because of social media, a thing that never happened is has you spiraling and you spend hours, days thinking and planning for this thing that didn't happen. I just want to say like, again, echoing what I always say, social media gives us access to things that we never had access to before. And this... This instance like took took time and and la yep. emotional labor from you. You know what I mean? For sure. All to say, summarizing all of this down to you should block this person. I don't know what Instagram is doing. I don't know what weird little glitch happened here because know. like I've never heard of that. But like you know what makes you not able to see their stories is when they're Blocking blocked. Them. Yeah, that's real. <laughs> no, that is absolutely, absolutely true. I feel like social media is like constantly preparing us for things that are not and will not ever happen, <laughs> right? Where it's like, I'm preparing for this argument in that I'm going to have with this like stranger on the internet that does not give two shits about me or what I think, right? Like, or like, I'm going to prepare myself in case I run into my ex or I'm going to prepare myself for meeting somebody that is like, again, like lives across the world and doesn't give two shits about me. Right. Like, and that sort of stuff is so nor like so understandable, right? Like I, I totally get it. This is why I had to get off of social media because I was doing too much of this, like planning for like circumstances that were never going to happen. Um, but I do think that like, even without the, uh, the presence of social media, there is at least for me, all of these like lingering sort of moments of what would happen if when it comes to people that are important to me or were important to me in my life, totally. right? Like I'm not on social media. I have most of my exes, even before I was off social media, I like had most of my exes blocked on social media. And still sometimes when I go, I, this just happened recently where I went to a show and I was like, what if I run into my ex here? Right. Mm. Like he was a theater person. Like it's very possible that he might be here and then being like, okay, well, what would I say? What would I do? How would I look like, what, like, do I look cute? <laughs> do I like, <laughs> is it going to be weird? Are we going to say hello? Um, and I don't think that that necessarily means that I'm still hung up on my ex or that mm. he's not like living in the past for me. But mm -hmm, I think mm -hmm. that it's just kind of a natural thing that we do when it comes to the fact that we're always going to be holding the people that we were with, that we loved at one point in some sort of capacity in our hearts, right? That yes. stuff doesn't just go away. It's not like yeah. we break up with someone and then suddenly we're like healed. And I would say that like, I understand that you're trying to feel apathetic towards this ex of yours, but I don't think I feel apathetic towards any of my exes, right? Like, yeah, I think that I still hold on to particular um, things that I wish had been different. I think that I still 
think about them and for the most part, try and wish them well. But like, I don't think like, oh, that person is nothing to me. They're a stranger to me. It is much Mm. more of a, this person is obviously deeply tied to not just my heart, but also my understanding of who I am because they inevitably shaped it by my, my relationship with them. And so I don't, I don't feel nothing for my exes. I certainly don't feel like strong love or like longing, (laughs) but I do do certainly feel something for them. Mm -hmm. And I don't think I want to get rid of that because I feel like I want to, I want to feel connected to them in some way, because again, like they are part of who I am. They are, Mm. They are how I came to be in this relationship, doing this podcast in my friendship with Sierra, right? Like all of those things have been a hundred percent shaped by the people that I've loved and that I've been in relationship with. Well, and I think the thing that makes that hard to swallow is when you're a, you know, you carry shame or regret or trauma around what happened. You don't want, you know, like we answered that really great letter a couple of weeks ago that was like, I don't want to be shaped by this. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be defined by this relationship. I don't want to carry around the ghost of this person. For sure. And I think that's super relatable, but I, I will say this. You asked me earlier, like, do I feel apathy towards my exes? And I was like, no, <laughs> but I do think, I think that there's a difference between apathy and peace. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I feel peace uh, about a lot of my yes. exes. <clears throat> And I think that time gives you the opportunity to, I will always look back on certain people in my life and wish that it went differently. Wish Mm -hmm. that I didn't allow that, wish that I responded differently, wish that I acted differently, wish that I was like more mature or kinder or more blunt or, you know, there's hindsight is 2020 and I will fixate on that. Or especially, you know, if it's something of like an unrequited love or, or whatever, you know, the, the hurt part of me will always want to prove my worth to them. You know, I always like literally the outfit thing is so, is such a drag for me. Like I, I have spent hundreds of dollars trying to, to look the way that I thought somebody wanted me to look in a hypothetical. In a hypothetical fucking... run in. Yeah. Yes! <laughs> I'm with you. I'm uh, with you. Anyway, back to my more important point. Um, I, I, I also want to say like, you know, if do you want to make something harder, tell yourself not to feel feel a feeling, you know, (laughs) I don't want to feel anything about my ex. Well, that is a recipe for feeling something about your ex, you Mm -hmm. know, and it's really hard to force something like apathy. I do think that we can practice it. I do think that you can, you can say, all right, I'm going to wish this person well, Mm -hmm. I'm going to let them, you know, roll off of me like water on a duck's back or a dandelion seed, like blow it out into the universe. I'm going to wish them well. Um, and I'm going to practice wishing them well. I'm going to practice saying, I don't, I feel at peace about you. I'm yep. moving on. You yeah. know, I mean, I I'm think gonna, this is even like, you could do a loving kindness type of yeah. meditation, meditation around it, right? Like mm-hmm. in, or not if a meditation isn't for you, like some sort of mantra that you like repeat to yourself over and over again, yeah. right? which is like, I wish them health. I wish them happiness. And I wish for them to be at peace. Right. And whenever mm-hmm. this sort of stuff comes up and you're like, what if I follow, what if I see his story? What if I run into him? Right. Like, well, that would be okay because all I feel about this person is that I wish them well, I wish them happiness and I wish for them to be at peace. Right. Like, yeah. 
You know what brought me? I was just sitting here thinking like, how did I learn? How did I get to peace or how did I accept my past relationships? I think the very first thing that I, that really put an impact on me being able to accept the fact that we are shaped by our experiences. That's what it is. Mm -hmm. Like resisting that being like, I don't want to be shaped by this shitty ex or this behavior that I used to exhibit or whatever. Yeah. But I think first, well, let me just say the first thing that I did to accept that is really understand that I was trying the best that I could in that moment with the knowledge and experience that I had at that time. I remember laying in bed thinking about my first really toxic relationship and a shitty ex that I had. And I had been carrying around the wounds of that emotionally for years. You know, I hadn't healed from it. And I was reading a book um, called You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hayes. And it said, you know, you were doing the best that you could with the knowledge and experience that you had at that moment. You have different knowledge and experiences now. You have perspective, but you didn't back then. So that was the best that you could do. Mm-hmm. There's there's no better version. And I remember I burst into tears when I realized not only was that, that was the best that I could do, that was the best that my ex could do. Yeah, That was the best that they could do. And it could, there was no better, there was no better alternative or, or yep. I couldn't have done better back then. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. And just accepting that and giving myself some compassion for like literally being a work in project progress, progress and, and being better now, really yep. celebrating the fact that I'm better now. I'm different now. Yeah. That's what gives me peace. Absolutely. And accepting the fact that we can make mistakes and still be people who are worthy of love and worthy of respect. Right. Like I think that when I look back at so much of that too, is like um, that feeling of like, Oh, I should have known better. I should have done better. And looking back and saying, I could have done like I, if I were in this now, I could have done it. Or like that was an objectively bad decision that I made. Yes. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Where it's yeah. like, I just yeah. really regret that I did that. And yeah. remi- and saying to myself, like, yep, absolutely. Absolutely. You can regret that. But that doesn't mean that it you are somehow like a bad person because of this yeah. thing that you did. So I was yeah. in a relationship and I fucked it up in a lot of different ways, which is really true of, of all of my relationships. I messed it up in, in a bunch of different ways. And if I could yeah. go back and talk to my 22 year old self and say, is this the way you want to be behaving in this relationship, I would, but I can't. And also I, the fact that I made those mistakes, the fact that I can own those mistakes and say, yep, those were not great things that I did. And I feel bad about them. Doesn't mean that I then have to sit here and, and somehow like prove to other people or to myself that I'm still a good person. Right. Cause that, that understanding of my own worth is always there no matter if I fuck up or if I do everything right. And so part of this, I think also is about doing some of that, like Sierra said, doing some of that self-work to say who you were in that relationship was the best possible possible version of you. And that best possible version of you with all of her flaws and all the mistakes that she made was also still a person who was worthy of love and is not bad or naughty or a terrible person because Mm. of those things that you did in that relationship, right? You were just a person who was trying to do the best that they could at that moment. Um, Yeah. And I think that that was like, 
and it was and kind of is often <laughs> still like a very hard thing for me to accept. Um, I, th- I credit doing this podcast with helping me like, really figure 100%. out that that is really true because we keep saying it to you all and then we kind of like have to believe <laughs> it for ourselves. <laughs> I think the tricky part for me, like I still struggle with like wanting to prove something to somebody like for sure. if wanting to prove that like I'm not as crazy as I used to be or not wanting to prove that I know better now. And that's what I'm working on now is like that internal piece of like, I don't need to change people's minds about me. Yeah. I don't need to prove that I am not who I used to be. Like, it's okay if they have a different narrative about me. That, sure. And that's fucking hard. I think that's like our life's work, right? Yep. Absolutely. Is really loving yourself and letting yourself letting yourself accept that love without having to quote, like earn it from other people's perceptions about you. Right. It's like, um, once I prove to everyone else in the world that I'm lovable, then I can believe yeah. it. And it's like, yeah. no, no, no. Sometimes people are just not going to like us for very legitimate yeah. reasons, but that doesn't yeah. mean that we're not lovable. That doesn't mean that we're not worthy of love and respect. I do have one more thing I want to add that I just want everyone to hear loud and clear. I want you to internalize it for yourself. I want you to internalize it for your partners future partners, it is not weird or ever wrong to dream about someone from your past or Mm. to think about someone who had a big, you know, impact on your life. It might be, you know, unbidden. It might be like, man, I don't want to think about this person again. It might be triggering. It might be, I don't know, compulsive or whatever, but like, Thinking about somebody who had a big part of your life who shaped who you were, you know, ruminating on how you're different now is is not a something that's wrong. You know, it's not it happens to everyone. Literally everyone does that. Everyone dreams about people in their past. Yep. I don't care if they say that they don't, it just it's literally your subconscious, you know. For sure. And um we're we are our brains are made to reflect, to think back, to be to be triggered, not in like the traumatic way, but in like, oh, you see a plant that reminds you of a walk that you took with your friend, you know, your ex seven mm-hmm. years ago. I don't know. Like sure. that's literally like a thought trigger. Um, and it doesn't mean that we are not healing correctly. It doesn't mean that we don't deserve peace. It doesn't mean that we're meant to be with that person. Um, it's just a part of our brain's like wild chemistry and, and, you know, the playground of our minds. Right. For sure. Um, I think that people take it as an omen or they take it as a curse, right? The omen is, oh my God, I'm still in love with this person. Well, or your subconscious just takes you places. <laughs> um, or they take it as a curse of like, oh my God, I'm going to be defined by this person forever. I hate that. I hate that they're still a part of our makeup. Listen, I connect with that. I literally hate the way my brain works sometimes, but I have to give myself some compassion and some grace that like these people, not only did they shape who I was, you know, who I am today, not only have they like had a huge impact on how I understand the world around me, we, I also loved them. Also, yeah. you know, I imprinted on them in a way, you know, or they mm-hmm. imprinted on me and and we're we're all just figuring it out what it, what it means to be human and what it means to be human in partnership with one another. And unfortunately, we learn by 
by mistakes. We learn by trying, by throwing ourselves into this like arena For sure. of of partnerships and figuring out with no directions, no manuals, and and a lot of times no past experience. So oh, absolutely. Um, it makes a lot of sense that we're going to go out there, meet somebody else or, or multiple someones, make a ton of mistakes with them because we are hardwired for mistakes, especially in partnerships. For sure. And then learn from them. For mm-hmm. years, learn from them. I'm yep. still unpacking revelations about partnerships and relationships and friendships and choices that I made a decade ago, a decade plus, you know, mm-hmm. I'm always going to learn from myself. I hope I'm only, always going to learn from myself. And that unfortunately means thinking about people and memories that make me uncomfortable. For sure. For sure. Absolutely. All right. little heart that knew better. Your heart doesn't know better. It is only capable of doing this this thing of returning to the past because that's what our hearts do. Um, yeah. And I hope that you uh, find this advice helpful. I hope that this brings you, if not apathy, then at least peace with the reality of how deeply woven our past are into our understandings of ourselves and our experiences of our present. Um, yeah. And it's okay to think about your ex. It's okay to wonder what he's up to and whether or not he is going to think that you look cute. Um, and it's also okay to say, I don't want to spend as much time here. So I'm going to wish this person well and focus on what is immediately in front of me. Yeah, absolutely. We love you so much, my darling. And we hope that this helps. Thank you so much for writing. We love you. All right. This brings us to the blind date segment of this episode because it is Friday and Friday we do a blind date where we set you up with something that we love that we want to send you home with. And this week we are sending you home with rereading a book that you read when you were in high school and really liked. (laughs) (laughs) This is a classic. Yeah. Right. Classic (laughs) blind date. Really? We're going old school again where we just like say weird things. Um, this happened because I obviously reread <laughs> my favorite book from high school, uh, which is The Amazing Adventures of Cavalier and Clay. And I was thinking about like whether I wanted that to be a blind date. And I don't think that I do because like I, upon rereading it, was like, there are things about this that are like not as great as I remember them being when I reread the book or when I read the book in high school. But it was such a fun experience to like go back to something that brought mm. me so much joy that also like really shaped a lot of who I am and how I understand the world. Um, And like going back to remembering like what my experience was the first time I read this book and how like it like opened my eyes to like so many different possibilities. Um, And so like the book itself, I think I learned a lot about and and have some different perspective on now that I am much older than my 18 year old self. But yeah. the experience of it was really lovely and wonderful, like nostalgic, but also like it was, it made me appreciate like how far I have come since the first time I've read that book yeah. as well, right? Like how I have like learned and processed through different things. Um, so I just wanted to recommend that to people and, um, I don't spend a lot of time like rereading books. Like I I sort of, I'm just like constantly plowing ahead. So it was nice to take a pause and say, what would it be like to come back to something that once brought me a lot of joy? And turns out it still brought me a lot of joy, but like in a very different way. So that's nice. Go back, read one of your favorite books from high school um, and DM us what it was like. <laughs> yeah. 
All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. If you want more content from us, if you want to get access to ad-free episodes, you can support us on Patreon. If you support us on Patreon for as little as $5 a month, you'll get an additional bonus weekly episode. That's patreon.com slash justbreakuppod. You can slide into our DMs, send us your favorite relationship memes, but most importantly, you can submit your questions about all matters of the heart at justbreakuppod.com, which is also where you can find our merchandise. Please remember to like, follow, subscribe, give us a five-star rating and review. This literally keeps our mics on and helps us reach more brokenhearted souls who need two random strangers giving them relationship advice. Just Break Up is a production of Duvid Media, original music, recording, editing, producing all magical things by our good friend Spencer Worth Davis. Make sure to check out his podcasts wherever you get your podcasts. And remember, it is okay to wish you weren't shaped by something you experienced. It is okay to wish that you never thought of a person ever again, to wish that they were a stranger, that you never met them. But it is probably more productive to tell yourself, wow, I survived that really hard thing. I, I made it through that relationship and look where I am now and all of the things that I know differently and what I would do differently in the future. Give yourself some compassion and grace. We all go through things we don't want to go through. And this, unfortunately and fortunately, does shape who we are. And if all else fails, just break up.